The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Happy New Year and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the Temple of Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Cali for over 95 years and our prayer child, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. At the beginning of every year, many people start making a New Year's resolution of things that they want to change or improve about themselves in their lives. Losing weight, finding a job, paying off debts, the list goes on. Although physical changes are essential, our spiritual improvements are just as significant. These things and more viewers are possible when we put our trusting faith in Christ Jesus. Listen to the words of our choir's first selection entitled, The Church Must Stand Together, as we wait on the promise of His return. Our choir in the direction of Emilia Hahn will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pahaku Carter on the organ.
As true born-again believers, we use the Word of God, the Bible, that is, as our shield and a buckler, our teacher and instructor, that offers guidance and inspiration as well as words which comforts and heals through our faith in Him. Our church band under my direction will play this thought-provoking song that, entitled, The Lord's Prayer. This prayer is found in Matthew, the 6th chapter, 9th, 13 verses, and encompasses all that we, as children of the Lord, should do to continue our daily walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Our soloist this morning, Makana Sana, will sing this enlightening and spiritual song entitled, The Anchor Holds. And we're better, TV viewers, than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be the one to hold on to you when you feel battered and scarred. Our company Makana will be Tiare Summers on the piano, trusty associate pastor Emmett Sprogsino on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums.
Salvation, as you know, to be versus is an invisible matter between you and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And great beginning to our relationship with journey with the Lord is by accepting Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. The second selection of our church choir is a song entitled, When He Comes Again. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
An ensemble consisting of the flute section of the church band under the direction of Sally Spodcraft who combined their God-given talents in this marvelous and harmonious song selection entitled, God Gives the Victory.
The daughters of Judah will lift the praise, the name of Jesus on high for the things he has done, is doing, and will be doing in their lives. They will sing this beautiful and comforting song entitled, Let There Be Peace on Earth. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Sharon Parker of Oahu, Hawaii. May the Guru Lord continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you, pressed down and overflowing, Sister Sharon, in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Hilary Dendog, and I would like to repeat our television time station and locations 
in a commonly asked for viewing audience, especially when you plan to visit or reside in California, the digital cast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPAC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento and Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, Channel 9 in Southern California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGZO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Oxford, Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of that are right From 11 to 12 a.m. on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Marrow Cable, Channel 523 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our work and view our Kingdom of Crusade telecast, it's entirely please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org and our concerning our schedule of garden services here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service at 10 a.m. and divided healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. and on Fridays at 10 a.m. Our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches. The service was conducted by Pastor Razali Kathana Senior in Kanakakai, Molokai, with Pastor Kenneth Alvira in Hainamari, with Pastor Walter Etienne in Hilo, Hawaii, Pastor Leonard Kiwana Sonasi in Kolo, Hawaii, with Pastor Helen Vassar in Boloko, Hawaii, and Pastor Vassar Farah in Pedro's Katapatamino, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of the church affiliations. There are no collections. Have you desired to volunteer contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work? You may do so by sending your donation address designated the conclusion of the campus. Now I'd like to turn the program back to Head Pastor Milan Jr. who will bring forth a spirit-directed and spirit-defined sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Jose. We born-again Christians believe that God's promises are yea and amen. Therefore, His promise to return in clouds of glory for His own is not a question of if He's returning, but rather when is He coming back to translate us to our journey's end of eternal life in God's kingdom. Therefore, I sincerely ask the Lord that the message I have entitled, Time is Running Out, will cause you to seize the moment to accept Jesus as your Savior. In fact, I implore of you, don't let today become one of missed opportunity. We have heard of wars, rumors of wars, disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes, famines, and other catastrophes which have claimed the homes, businesses, and lives of many unexpectedly. Can any of these be attributed to God's wrath upon mankind? The foundations upon which America was formed has deteriorated. Thusly, we live in an atmosphere in which God has been forgotten and His statutes forsaken. Nevertheless, we must continue in our quest to win souls for Jesus. It has thus far been a real privilege for me in these passages to be invited to your homes to share God's Word with you, and today is no exception. In these the closing days of time, the signs around us in earth and in the air point to the next most phenomenal event that is going to take place upon this earth, the coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to catch and take his waiting bride to dwell in that bright supernal mansion 
he has prepared on high. For our first scripture reading this morning, let us turn to John 14, 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. This will not be able to enter into the place which God has prepared for us. And this we are assured of, that this is the joy and glorious destiny of the church. The dead in Christ, who neath us lie, shall be caught up first, and we who are living shall be translated. Time's clock is striking the hour, and yes, the time has run out indeed. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, nights, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The grains of sand in God's great hourglass are running low. Thus warning all the world, today is the day of salvation, if you will, but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. The signs that are very apparent across the face of the land are indicative of his return, urging the unbeliever, the backslider, the lukewarm, as well as the saintliest of the children of God to continue to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. In this critical time, TV viewers, I urge you to avoid procrastination regarding your salvation. Let us read in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. As we can see, Jesus came from a message of salvation, encouraging that one could inherit eternal life if repentance and faith in him were received. The vital question which must be considered is, are you saved? Although there are many denominations within the Christian realm, as well as extensions of the Pentecostal body, the Bible tells us very clearly there is but one way to be saved, and it is the only approved method acknowledged by God that one's heart has fully turned to the Lord. Paul tells us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. However, there is a solution. For the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. Salvation is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ, and it must begin with repentance. Let us read in Job 33, 8-12, Surely thou hast spoken in mine hearing, and have heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasions against me. He counted me for his enemy. He putteth me feet in the stocks. He marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. And we so self-righteous to say that we are without sin or even able to retain our own lives. Such thoughts are causing men to take that headlong plunge into the road of destruction and final eternal separation from the Lord. However, God has provided a way of escape from the wrath to come. Let us read in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In God one will find equality. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus. Even though this Pharisee was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, it was necessary for him to be born again to God's family. 
Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause his own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from this spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Let us read in John 3, 3 to 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We were conceived in sin, therefore we must be born again into his righteousness in order to be part of his family. The correct biblical interpretation of the term born of water means to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. Water baptism was instituted by Jesus and until this very day is still required because it is an action showing a good conscience toward God. In order for one to be baptized, one must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. Please remember, TV viewers, that is not the water which washes your sins away, but the name and the blood of Jesus that does it. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Ghost or speaking in the unknown tongue as you read in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking tongues is the only way cited in the Bible which can be used to verify that an individual has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus tells us in John 7.37-38, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. A phenomenon which is in the minds of many remains unexplained, continues to bear unacceptable worship. However, in spite of what men may think, God established and formed the first church as a result of it on the day of Pentecost. Do you know who that spirit is? It is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit dwelling amongst his people. Other thoughts you may have in your hearts are, why is the name so important? I have already been baptized by immersion, according to Matthew 28, 19. Furthermore, how can you say my sins have not been remitted? Yes, viewers, though you find it difficult to accept, what you may have just said is correct. The name of God is Jesus. When you call upon his name as listed in the books of Acts and Romans, you are recognizing the power described in the scriptures, Matthew 28, 18 through 19. He firmly instructed his disciples to go, teach, and baptize converts in his name. I ask you, is Father a name or Son or Holy Ghost? They are not. They are titles. However, they are still terms which identify someone in particular. Let us read in John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In the Bible, there is no reference of anyone being baptized in the titles, but there is reference to many who were baptized in the name of Jesus. I encourage you to search your scriptures, for in them you will find eternal life.
Let us read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To place additional emphasis on the name, let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The basis of salvation is found in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose this day whom ye will serve, God or the devil. The narrow way leads to eternal life. The broad way leads to destruction. Therefore, as a word of warning, if you reject Christ and his way, you will not only miss the rapture, but suffer the wrath of God, which has been reserved for the children of disobedience. The time is moving quickly and the days are being shortened for the very elect's sake. And for the unbeliever and the sinner, your time and distance preceding the return of the Lord is running out. These words are being uttered by all true born-again Christians today. Lord, come quickly. But the Lord holds back the clouds of disaster from falling upon the whole world. Why, you ask? It is due to the pure and simple fact that there are souls which have yet to be saved. And it is the faithful prayers of the saints that are withholding the total wrath of God. Each prayer is a plea for the souls in this lost and dying world. The gospel is being preached. We read in Job 33, 14, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. The gospel must be preached across the face of the land, and then shall the end come. Therefore, why stand ye idly by? There is much to do in so little time. Shouldn't we be busy and about our Father's business, especially in winning souls and preparing them for the coming of the Lord and Savior? Soon time will be no more. Today many find no time for God. If you don't find time or make time now for the Lord, will He find time for you when you need Him the most? In the time we are living in, which is a time of uncertainties, including wars, distresses, and perplexities, our foremost attention should be focused upon the Lord, serving Him only, and without distraction. Paul tells us in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Above the rooftop of a familiar landmark, the Apostolic Faith Church Temple at 1043 Middle Street is a large sign bearing the message, Jesus coming soon. And it is a message and warning to every believer in Christ Jesus. Be ye ready. And to every unbeliever, prepare yourself to meet him. People throughout the years have mocked and scoffed at that sign. Many are asking, where is the promise fulfilling his coming? To substitute, I simply explain, his soon is not our soon. His time is not our time. For one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise to us, word. His promises are yea and amen. Many have also inquired, why was the sign with those particular words placed over the rooftop? In a vision, the Lord revealed unto the lay pastor, Charles, Lock Mom, that such a sign should be erected on the roof of the very first permanent church structure. Consequently, the sign has become the identity of all apostolic faith churches in the Hawaiian Islands and in the Philippines, in Cotabato and President Rojas, Mindanao. Countless souls have been saved because of that sign, and many more will continue to be saved as well. Despite the present upheavals throughout the world, there is one fact which is certain. The Lord Jesus will return. 
The passing of each day brings the occurrence of this glorious event that much closer. Let us read what Paul writes in Romans 13, 11, and that knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Civilization is crumbling because of sin. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn to solve their perplexities. However, amidst it all, the promises of the Lord remains, I will come again. There will be two appearances at that one coming. The promise of his second advent needs to be differentiated from his returning glory to earth. First, he will come for his saints. Second, he will come to earth to judge the nations. We read in 1 Thessalonians 4, chapter 16 to 17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. For those of us today living in such difficult times, these are very comforting words indeed. When Jesus returns, he will come for all those who are born again and looking for him. However, the meeting place will be in the air. And what a meeting it will be, the likes of which is beyond description. The vital question is, are you saved so that you will be among the airborne when Jesus arrives? Jesus Christ himself spoke of that wrath to come. That is the great tribulation. Let us read in Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor, nor ever shall be. We also read of Paul's statements in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 8-12. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all may be damned who believe not that the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Yes, viewers, the Lord pleads with you now to accept him and be saved. Should you choose not to ever believe the gospel of the kingdom of God, the selfsame gospel he preached, which is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon, then in the end, you'll be separated from God forever. It is certainly a complete gospel of soul, body, and spirit, and it will withstand time. How else can you expect to come to God after Jesus has come and the Holy Spirit has been taken away from this earth? I'm sure there's one event, and I speak now of the great tribulation, that you'll want to avoid. The great tribulation is referred to as the seven years of Jacob's trouble. What a terrible time it is going to be. What is on my way of escape? What you, you may ask, the answer is simple, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back as king of the earth and judge of the nations, as you read in Revelations 19, 11, and 16. And behold, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. He hath on his vesture and his thigh a name written, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, he is coming back with his saints to rule and reign over this earth. And you can be one of them by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The final event concerning his coming can be likened to a supreme squad, but in which Christ himself will be the supreme judge. He will decide the fate of the wicked dead. This event is also referred to as the great white throne judgment. Let us read in Revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. 
and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Please know that when you are saved, your name is written in the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the final judgment. The subjects are dead, but the redeemed are destined to be raised among the dead. 1,000 years prior to being in glory with Christ for the duration, thus the dead can describe, can only be the wicked dead, including the sum total of them who will be from the beginning of time to that of the setting up of the great white throne judgment. In this life, if you are born twice, you die once. On the other hand, if you are born once, you die twice. This second death is actually eternal death in sins, complete separation from God. The second death does not mean complete annihilation, but eternal banishment from God's presence. In this case, unending banishment. I'm sure you can recall the story of the rich man and Lazarus recorded in Luke 16, 19-31. One's destiny is determined by the decision which he makes today. Thus we learn of the eternal state of the saved and the predicament or remorse of the unsaved. As for the saved, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And to the unsaved, Jesus declares in Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Therefore, be mindful that the time is short and time is running out. What kind of Christian should we be? For an illustration, let's take the face of a watch or a clock. We should all be like a clock or a good watch and possess an open face. Be like pure gold, quietly busy and full of good works. Finally, we should always be on time for the Lord. Remember, the Lord is never too slow or too fast. He is always on time. We are heading to glory. We close with this message from Luke 21, 25 to 28. And thou shalt be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Therefore, we must forget the past and reach forth unto those things which are before. Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is your host, Pastor, Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., wishing you all a very happy new year. We hope and pray that our program has truly been a blessing to you and the perfect way to help you start the new year, 2019. If you'd like to know more about God's Word in the church and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, 
This is your host, Headmaster Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. As we come to the conclusion of our New Year's telecast, we call upon the members of our church band to take us out with a most appropriate number for our New Year 2019 entitled, When We All Get to Heaven.
the preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.